0: Welcome to Fringe Division.
1: I work in Fringe Division. Weird is a matter of degrees. To French division, a spoiler free rewatch podcast of the Hat T V show French. I am Jimmy. I'm Martin,
0: and today we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 6, The Cure, which aired on Fox on October 21st, 2008. It was written by Felicia D. Henderson and Brad Kane, and directed by Bill Eagles. October 21st is my wedding anniversary, and because Jimmy tells me off for making jokes over the intro, I didn't say the episode was called It's Friday, I'm in Love.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to make a Cure reference, but I couldn't Mm. think of one. A <laughs> uh, girlfriend in a coma or something. Um So, Brad Cain... Oh, wasn't he the dad on Veronica <laughs> Mars? No. Brad Kane is the singing voice of Aladdin in the Aladdin animated movies. But That he, is some career move. Yes, but he was also Tucker in the Buffy episodes from season three, The Prom the one with the hellhounds, and he was the singing voice of Jonathan and the episode superstar of Buffy. And didn't come back for season six.
0: Or five. Join us on our Buffy podcast, (laughs) where we alternatively slag off and defend the character of Xander. Yes,
1: I would, because he deserves it. But I still like him. Anyway. Um, Martin, what did you think of this episode of the TV show Fringe? Well, let me
0: just think. Insert splat sound effect here. Right, okay.
1: I'm assuming that's because of the head explosion. Yes, I'm hilarious. You're you're very funny, Martin. You're very funny. You're so funny, I actually genuinely forgot to laugh. My wife was quite disgruntled with
0: the where you saw the blood splatter and then when they cut back, they sort of did a weird transition and they come to investigate and suddenly there's a load of skull chunks and brain splat in the window, which wasn't there before. Yeah. And usually if you cut yourself and then come back to the plaster, the blood's turned sort of brown rather than staying scarlet
1: red. Yeah. Um, that part of the opening, um, when it was shown on Australian TV, when our head explodes, uh, uh, they showed it in black and white. Wow, you went to Australia to watch Fringe? I did! I travelled the world to watch TV shows. I am committed to this podcast, Martin! Well, don't be! There's a, uh... (laughs) There's a virus about. Yeah, true. It's okay, I can actually fly. I'm a superhero, did I not tell you that? So I can actually fly. Um... But only at night it's a bastard. Right, so we we'll chat right. You did actually answer the question though <laughs> What did you think of this episode? Um like there are
0: some episodes of Fringe that really show what you can do with genre television and this
1: is not one of them. No, it's not very good. It's, not it's a bit bad. early in the
0: season for this kind of mid-season slump.
1: Yes, it's quite worrying as we're going into this. But although we have seen the show and you would imagine, since we're doing a rewatch podcast on it, that we do enjoy the show on some level. What Watch- made me keep watching? I don't know. Exactly. Right now, I'm like, I don't know. But we shall persevere. And see if the next episode is any better. It's not the it's not the best. How many episodes do we have to do to be the shortest rewatch podcast ever? Uh well we can stop at this one if you want. Right. So I shall go through the the plot. In Milford, Massachusetts, and we get one of those big um signs in the sky that you don't like, Martin? Just hovering there. I'm kind of uh apathetic to them now. Right, okay, fair enough. Men in hazmat suits drop a woman out of a white van who then enters a nearby diner. Suffering from memory loss, the woman, irritated under the cop's questioning, causes the other patrons' brains to boil and then explode. She she dies soon after in the same fashion. That cop was such a nice guy. Yeah, he was just trying to help. Like, I kind of want to watch
0: the nice older policeman... Genuinely wanting to do the right
1: thing series. Exactly. I feel sorry for all these people, actually, including the women, and I feel sorry for um that the the, uh, the server dude. I don't want to say waiter because he's not really a waiter. Um, he was nice. I just want to see
0: episodes where like he talks, you know, cartel members out <laughs> of
1: Mexican standoffs and <laughs> into the college scholarship program. Yeah, but to be fair, he did feel at this. He he didn't like, he didn't succeed. He failed succeed. once, Jimmy. We <laughs> yeah. assume
0: they had his number on speed dial. We assume he's actually quite good at this the rest of the time.
1: Yeah, true. He did not um, expect his head to um, his brain to boil and stuff, so that's okay. I, I'll i let him go with this one. I'll let him pass at this. He's probably the best at talking people down. I wonder how many suicide jumpers he's spoke down Spoke down, talk down. I can't speak.
0: I reckon they get him to keep them talking whilst they quickly install a trampoline. This
1: opening scene, I think this show is starting to exceed in its opening scenes. I think it's, it's, this was intense and it was gory and it was interesting. Do you reckon they just
0: came up with like a load of weird cheap and, uh, put it all, wrote it down and put it in a jar and would just pull one out to write an episode around. What did you think of this opening scene, though? Did you like it? It it was delightfully creepifying. If this had been the whole episode, like, if I'd found something better to do, I'd have been like, hey, that seemed like such a good episode.
1: Yeah, because I think this show is starting to get really good with its opening scenes. I think it's um, this is where it's strong point is but the rest of the episodes just don't always live up to them the fringe team consit- consisting of Olivia Dunham, Walter Bishop Peter Bishop, Arrive and Agent Philip Broyles briefs them that the woman Emily Kramer, disappeared two weeks previously and that her corpse exhibits three times irradiation radiation as the other victims. Upon further investigation of her body w- ew, that sounds rude, um, Walter concludes she was suffering from a rare and incurable disease, Bellini's lymph lymph, that thing was it? <laughs> lymphosemia. There you go, I can, I can say words. Bellini's lymphosemia, but was mysteriously cured. For the test revealed Kramer was held against her will and given drugs intravenously that makes her brain emit a microwave burst, um, then set loose by her experimenters as a test. Right, so the main thing that I took away from this opening scene, Martin, is nobody likes the onion soup.
0: I like onion soup.
1: Uh, But nobody likes onion soup, here. I don't even think Uh, I've actually... Apart from Walter. Yeah, Walter thinks it looks delicious. But I don't think I've actually tasted onion soup. Mm. It just, I mean, it's just onions and water. It just doesn't sound appetising to me.
0: Uh, uh, If you go to Jardin de Tuileries in Paris, they do a delightful onion soup. Also, a short walk away, there
1: are ducklings. (sighs) That's sweet, but we don't... You know, we didn't all live in France for a while We're there, Martin. <laughs> I've never been to France, Martin. And also I noticed that Peter is squeamish again here. He likes they like to sort of change like every episode it's like Peter is squeamish. No he's not. Yes he is. And it's just like, please be consistent. Does he want to throw up every time he sees a dead body or does he not? Yeah,
0: I don't know what's quite going on there. No. I do like everyone in hazmat suits in otherwise standard locations. I think that's quite a cool thing for the show.
1: Yeah, and also, um, I don't know if it was written in a script or the director told them to do it, or it was just like something that they caught on camera and they just kept it in. But I like where Joshua Jackson after Walter says the thing about the soup, he scratches his head through the through the helmet. Uh Looked quite good visually. Um, And also, it's something Peter would do. Like, oh, fuck. Uh, Again. Um, Another woman with the same disease, Claire Williams, is reported missing soon after. And then they go and talk
0: to that person's husband, who is all like, oh, no, I've not heard of the (laughs) other person. And then it turns out they did. Bloody hell. Yes,
1: he was a lying bastard. Um, Before her disappearance, Claire's husband tells them that she... Also was recently cured. Her captors are shown commenting that the last one was a test. This one counts. Can this episode just be like fifteen minutes long? Would that be okay? <laughs> you really don't want to talk about this episode, do you, Martin? You
0: know how last time I didn't think I'd have much to say, and then I ended up being quite conversational. Which I
1: think it's kind of happened this <laughs> time. <laughs> well. That's why I decided to use the synopsis in Wikipedia and not the one in the fringe wiki, which is five pages long. So, let me just get through this and then we'll have a discussion. We'll talk about the weather if you wish, but we're getting this to 30 minutes. It was quite nice
0: weather in the uh, horse racing stables.
1: Yeah, it did look quite nice that day. Um, uh, While rifling through Emily's house, um, Olivia and Peter learned Emily and Claire were friends. And Emily's husband also knew her, despite denying it earlier. As you mentioned, he's a lying bastard, Martin. I did think that Peter
0: was a bit won over with the, ah, it's fine to sneak around her bedroom
1: during this funeral shtick. Yeah, but earlier on, where we we get our sighting, our weekly sort of very rare, not rare, but brief sighting of Charlie. Um, and she wishes Olivia... He wishes Olivia a happy birthday. And he stands there listening to a dude talk to his wife. um And then later he's running around with a gun. But that's about it. That's all he really contributes to this episode. <laughs> Which is great. You know, great work if you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this is sort of jumping ahead later. But we didn't really need this scene with Charlie saying happy birthday to, to, to Olivia. Because... I think it would have been better if we learned it the same time Peter works it out. You know what I said last episode about you need
0: to have either a story or a thematic link between our main cast and the story of the week. Uh They really think they did that with Olivia, but it just
1: doesn't work for whatever reason. No, it doesn't. Because Charlie says, I know this this case must be hard for you because of what happened. And it's like, well, it, well, her mum's head didn't explode. Her mum ma- <laughs> was beaten up <laughs> by her stepdad. It's not the same fucking thing. It makes no sense how they're trying to link it. There is no link. I like it when I make you laugh, Martha. That's quite rare. <laughs>
0: you always make me laugh.
1: Aww. um, Right. Oh, also, I like the fact that Walter says hyacinth is his, his um, third favorite flower. I like that when when um, Walter Bishop is so specific that way; it's his third favorite flower, and he doesn't, you know, specify what his other two are. Um, he he was tr- just trying to reach the bouquet residence. <laughs> yeah, you should have said bucket. That would have been funnier. than I could have said it's bouquet. But hey ho, it's all right, Martin.
0: <laughs> that, is, that, is, that reference wouldn't have landed.
1: I think it would have. If you said Bucket and I said Bukia, we'll think it would have it. But it's okay. It's <laughs> It's Tom's favourite sitcom. They love it in Norway. Do they?
0: And then I've got a Dutch mate that loves keeping up No, that loves. Um, what's the department store
1: one? How You Been Served. Yeah. Yeah, I watched some of How You Been Served last week for a, an episode of Drop the Pilot. Because we did the American version of Drop the Pilot. On oh, Drop the Pilot, sorry. Um, we did the American oh, version of Drop the Pilot. That's great. You need to do an American remake of Drop the Pilot. I yeah, know, I was just uh, thinking that. If it gets cancelled, that would be perfect. <laughs> we'll do one episode of it now, but that'll bet. Uh, um Hello and welcome to Drop the Pilot. My name's Trent. <laughs> and with me is Corey. <laughs> this is all getting kept in.
0: Right. We're watching the American remake of Only Fools and Horses with Dark Brown from Back to the Future.
1: Well, it would probably be we're watching the British remake of something. Do you not think that would have been... Because like, on Drop the Pilot, I do like the American remakes of British shows. It would probably be better if... Well, that's not all the, we do on Drop the Pilot, but it would probably be better if the American The only
0: thing would, I can think of was... Um, CSI. Was it CSI London?
1: Or oh, Law and Order London? Law, Law and Order UK, yeah. But they also... There was um, Brighton Bells, which was based on Golden Girls. Um, that's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the right. <laughs> um, name rhymes, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but I'm... Um, British shows don't normally do it we don't normally steal from Americans and Americans always we just
0: show it yeah
1: and then Americans steal from us all the time apart from coupling yeah but then they still I mean coupling was like the British sort of not British version of Friends but it was like a retaliation to Friends um but then the Americans went and remade coupling anyway yeah um Which is baffling, but hey If we do keep this in, we get to the half-hour mark faster. I know, that's why it's kept in. I think people get the the banter, Martin. I think people enjoy us two just riffing and talking to each other. Probably not, but I don't give a fuck. Right.
0: Our our baker's dozen of fans are loving it.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, Emily's husband tells them, that they and other victims of the disease undertook private research and discovered a cure with the help of a a physician, Dr Patel. Before committing suicide, Patel tells him, David Easterbrook, the chief scientist of a competitor of Massive Dynamic, because of course you have to put Massive Dynamic in there somewhere, um, is the one responsible. Okay, so in the space of one sentence, we learn that Dr Patel... Um, as her physician, physician, I can't say it. As her doctor, um, and he was in on it, and he tells him David Easterbrook is in on it, and then also Doctor Patel kills himself. That's in the space of well two sentences on this synopsis. So you know, fuck you, actor who played Doctor Patel. That's all you get. Olivia confronts Easterbrook at the a medical conference. To discover his motivations, only to be threatened by him, Broyles admonishes her for intimidating such a high-profile individual in a public setting, because she's a woman, Martin. But also, she
0: wasn't doing FBIing properly. No, she wasn't. She wasn't.
1: But I think part of it is she wasn't playing the game, Jimmy. No, I know. Um, I know. But the the point is. They do lean a little heavy on the fact that, oh, I'm a woman. Do you know what I mean? Because my emotions keep me in check kind of thing. Yes. It wouldn't be a man saying that. No. Right. To get the high profile Esther Brooke, Peter makes a deal with Nina Sharp, uh, who tells him in, in a very nice setting, um, as Martin said earlier, it's a lovely date, uh, who tells him, we have to find Claire before she can be turned into a radio- radioactive bomb. The FBI storms the building and Olivia is able to give Claire the cure before her head explodes. Peter makes a deal with Dana Sharp. That's probably not um, a good idea. Or <laughs> referenced again. Well, we don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I genuinely don't remember. Oh, we forgot to mention Mr. Papaya. How can we forget Mr. Papaya? I've forgotten Mr. Papaya. Um, because that's when we get the the Gene the Cow um reference, eh, reference. Oh yeah. that's when we get Gene the Cow Cow um sighting because Gene the Cow reacts to Mr. Papaya exploding, um and which was definitely not just dropped in in post. I know, but it's like the cow reacts like like just lost a friend in Mr. Papaya, and that was quite <laughs> sad. Estherbrook it's that okay? They've spelled it Estbrook without the R here. So, but it's Estbrook. Arrogantly tells Olivia his lawyers will spring him out of any trouble, and she publicly arrests him to ensure the press finds out, causing his company's stock to dramatically decrease in value. After Broyles lectures her, Olivia tells her ha- tells him her emotions, which she had exhibited strongly all episode, make her a better agent. Um. And then, for some reason, this isn't mentioned in actual plot. In a side plot, Olivia reveals that she shot her abusive stepfather when she was nine years old, but he survived and disappeared soon after. The strong emotions Olivia exhibited in the episode were because the events take place on her birthday, and her stepfather sends her a card every year to let her know he's still out there. The final scene shows Olivia opening a birthday card from her stepfather.
0: So it would be a much better episode if they'd been investigating someone whose heads had exploded due to abusive
1: fathers. It would have been better thematically. I don't know if it would have been better overall. It would have been a step in the right direction. Yes. Do you think that it would have been better if we learned about her birthday the same time Peter did in that one scene? Um. Because we know already. So we know why she's like this, and as soon as she starts talking about her stepfather, we know our birthday's involved. But Peter doesn't. So it would have been better if Peter found out, and then that's when we find out. I just think If we hadn't have
0: found out earlier, we would have gone Ah, oh, they don't know how to write Olivia, this is crap.
1: No, but then so but then you needed
0: something, but it would have had more
1: emotional impact if we'd found out when Peter did. But I don't think we do need that though. She's obviously acting that way for a reason, and we find out the reason in this episode. If we found out the reason next episode, I would understand that. But we don't. We find it out here. And that's the whole point of television, is building up something and then telling us what it is. <laughs> you don't just... But they already gave it away with Charlie saying happy birthday. I just thought it would have been better when Charlie go. Uh, sorry, when Peter says, today's your birthday. Yeah. That's it. That's what's wrong with you. That's, that would have been better off. Us. I think that's better writing Martin And I'm not even a writer Martin You're a writer Martin You should agree with me on this
0: Come on Buy my short story on Amazon right now
1: Yes plug it Fucking why not This post box has a time hole in it Yes even though this will be going out in December Right so It will still be up Yeah buy it, yes, for, not- buy it for someone's Christmas <laughs> Buy a 5000 word story for someone's Christmas <laughs> um hopefully my book will be out by then but probably not right so martin hello let's get into trivia and notes and stuff so can i have a favorite waterline yet oh sorry yes yes before we start that martin what's your waterline of the week i like that he likes blue candy floss <laughs> i didn't know there was blue candy for um yeah over here i think that's is that not bubblegum flavour? I'm
0: not the candy floss enthusiast that you clearly are. I bet you
1: like it deep fried. <laughs> That's because I'm Scottish, I get it. Okay, oh, then I'm gonna have some haggis. Right. No. I worked in a video shop and we used to sell tubs of candy floss. Um and it was pink and it was blue.
0: Um
1: and pink was uh shh, what was pink? Blue was um, uh, bubblegum. I can't remember what the pink was. Just ordinary. I think it was just ordinary <laughs> original. Um, I don't know if I'd like candy floss now. I've not had it, you know,
0: since I was a tiny child. I know. You just eat fluff, mm. which I did quite a lot as a kid, anyway. So
1: yeah, used to pick it out there, the old um, belly button. Right. My Walter line of the week is when he's talking about Mister Papaya, and he's going to explode Mister Papaya, and he says. This is upsetting because he is the friendliest of fruits. (laughs) And I just thought, oh, that's quite sweet. (laughs) But also, he's just about to kill Mr. Papaya. Um,
0: One thing I think the show has managed to do really well is Walter. Oh, I. Because to begin with, in the pilot, he's pretty out there. And you need him to be pretty out there, or this wouldn't work. But now. We're coming back every episode. He's much more coherent and that makes everything else work better. But he's much more coherent because he's spending more time with Peter, because he's investigating these things and using his mind. And that's just... And also John Noble is uh, just great.
1: He is. He's the best in the cast. Um, That's not to take anything away from the rest of the cast. But he he, he seems to bring something just a little bit extra to the role. And he has to, because of what the role entails. Because Peter is just a a squeamish, moaning um, con man. And Olivia is a woman FBI agent. And so is Astrid, but Astrid's barely there. My wife
0: does act rather like... They're just being nice by letting Anna
1: be there. So we saw the observer, Martin. Did you spot him? Yes. I did. Tell everyone where he was. Yes. He <laughs> everyone, does that include you? Maybe. Um when Olivia's talking to David Estabrook at the um at the party, um he walks past and we see him walking towards them but then it cuts to Olivia in a close-up and then the Observer's walking past her, walking away. So, yeah, he's there. Baldy McGee's there. Um, The clue in Power Hungry, which was the previous episode, which hints to this episode, can be found at Bicoastal Parcel Service. Next to the television display in the news report is an Entrepus coffee mug. Entrepus is um, David Easterbrook's company. And Ooh. there was a mug, an Intrepid's mug in the last episode, which is a hint to this one. So there you go. Should we
0: get mugs made for this podcast? Absolutely fucking not. Jimmy and Martin
1: on the podcast. <laughs> Nights. <laughs> what is that? Community. Right, okay. <laughs> you know, I don't watch community. You know, I don't watch. You should watch start. It. No, I, I refuse. Everyone's telling me to watch it, and I fucking refuse. Stick it up your arse I'm not watching Community It's on Netflix I know but I'm rewatching. watching you'd, you'd really like it
0: <laughs> Do you remember when we were talking about What shows do we want to do a rewatch podcast on And I was like Community but I've just watched it all
1: Yeah
0: I've started it again <laughs> It can't be that good
1: Chevy Chase is in it It can't be that good Yeah but they take the piss out of him That's kind of the point Oh well that's good but then, then he got the fucking creator fired. So you know that's not good. Anyway,
0: yeah. But then they got the creator back and fired him.
1: That's good. This this seems like that better than Simpsons. Where it's like when uh, when he's talking to the the old Asian gentleman, and he said, uh, "This doll has an ancient curse." Oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. David Estabrook's assistant was named after one of the writers of Lost, Elizabeth Sarnoff, who wrote 11 episodes for Lost. Oh, there was someone called
0: Kramer in here, which was the same as on the building in the other episode and
1: the guy that does the titles. There you go. Although credited, Mark Valley does not appear. What a fucking surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They still don't know what to do with John Scott. They've got no idea what to do with them, I'm assuming, unless they're just waiting for the last like few episodes of the season, and then he's going to turn up and be really special, Martin. Oh, I do wonder. Yes, the glyphs appear uh, for the the cred. Uh, no, the credits. The glyphs that appear for the adverts. The um, what is it? The flower and the hand with six fingers and whatnot and everything else. That spells out cells. C E L L S. Ooh. This week. Cells. Right, so just reading, reading the, um, the goofs here. Apparently, the word breakfast on the diner window is spelled breakfast With no F. Oh, my word, how embarrassing. That is very embarrassing. This was the worst show ever. They can't even spell fucking breakfast right. Unless there's, you know, the, they can just say, oh, well, the owner of the diner's dislikes and doesn't know how to spell breakfast. You know, that's easily solved. Yeah, it's supposed to be like that because the, di- the diner owner don't, can't spell it. Solved.
0: I always expect someone to go for the obvious and because you know how it always says brunt, uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. Why well, it's, well, it's no one ever just done, and I'm sure they have breakfast, lunch, diner! <laughs> <laughs>
1: And this diner also appeared to be open quite late. Yeah, but I think you get twenty four hour diners. I know, but there was like people there and there were um there was no one in the street because no one reacted to her getting thrown out the back of a van. Or her head exploding. Yeah, exactly. There was no one like walking past and getting a fright at blood brains getting splattered against the wall. Well, just blood. So the next episode, um, episode seven, is called In which We Meet Mr. Jones. Ah, oh, hooray! Which is um an intriguing title for an episode, and I wonder if we'll meet an actor who goes on to have a long and impressive career. You know, we might do. Um, says Jimmy, who's trying desperately to remember who that is and what the episode is about. But that's fine. It's just... I know I'm from- kidding,
0: Martin. I know. Oh, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell because you're always drunk. Uh, ah my whiskey works faster if you deep
1: fry it (laughs) Uh, fuck you martin (laughs) right is there anything else i can say because well okay i think we're all right (laughs) i don't want to cut too much out um oh right i do actually want to say this Right, so we don't usually do this, but I want to read um, reviews for this. You're not going to propose to me, are you? Because uh, I'm already married. I know, I know, I know. But I just love you so much, Martin, I can't help myself. It's, it's, the, it's the bald head. Right. It just does it for me. So we don't usually read reviews for the episodes, but ugh, this was it intrigued me a little. But Josie Kafka from Open Salon fought the fringe cases each week where an odd way to build a mythology... The big secret seems to be that people in positions of power are evil and do evil things, often for money. But if Peter's right and all these standalones are also detailing a series of steps taken by the big bads in preparation for something, well, that's an exciting idea. Josie Kafka's never watched TV before, has she? No, it doesn't no. sound like no. it. Okay, so... <laughs> if you like that review and want to
0: leave one of your own, then head over to... Uh... <laughs> Where I <laughs> podcasts get reviewed now? iTunes stopped. Do, can
1: you not review iTunes anymore? Oh no, it's Apple Podcasts yes.
0: or Spreaker or SoundCloud or Spotify. Well, or... iTunes
1: is still going; it's just a different name. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Um, I I run podcasts, Martin. I know this. <laughs> yeah, you don't run podcasts, Jimmy. They run you They do. to the ground. So if you want to, yes, leave reviews, as Martin so eloquently said, um, contact at shiftdebench.co.uk, messages. If you want to leave reviews, uh, you can do it on things. I don't know. What am I doing with my life? In the meantime, this
0: has been uh, the extended edition. Visit us on the web?
1: No. Um, so that's all we have time for. Uh, watch the next episode and then you can, you know, we'll talk about it next time. And um, which you meet Mr. Jones. Uh, so if you would like to follow us, it's just at Drop the Pilot Pod. Drop the Pilot is my other podcast, my first podcast, my one true love. Not really. I hate it. Um, but that <laughs> podcast, at Drop the Pilot Pod. Don't laugh <laughs> at my face! I'm not laughing at your face! I can't even see you! Dumbass! Right, yeah. What am I saying? How would I end this? I don't know. I smell toast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Join us next time. Same Fringe
1: time, same Fringe channel. Yeah, uh, where, where can people follow you on the internet there, Martin?
0: Uh, at the TheFowder on Twitter.
1: Excellent. Thank you all for listening and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.